This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. Empathy is a big, important word in community, but the meaning sometimes can get lost and carries a lot of baggage. Belinda Bauman, author of Brave Souls, experiencing the audacious power of empathy, joins us for a conversation. Good morning, Belinda. Good morning. How are you? We're doing really well. Now, let's talk about, uh, uh, first of all, social media. Now, social media should promote greater connection, but sometimes it leaves me feeling a bit overwhelmed. Do you ever feel that way? And if so, how do you, how do you deal with that? <laughs> well, I think that I think that we would be unusual not to feel overwhelmed. I mean, when we look at there's 2.7 billion people online at any given time, hmm. that is a lot of what seems to be potential for communication and connection happening. Why is there so much disconnection and, like you said, um, overwhelmed uh, feeling happening instead? Um, well, that is my experience. I, I did, um, I am, better to say, a recovering social media-aholic, and I found myself um, because of a, a desire to connect with people at a deeper level, I found myself reaching so frequently for um, social media likes. I actually liked being liked on social media, as most of us do, because of the biological exchange that happens at that point. I get a shot of endorphins when you like me, and I am more likely to like you back. And that shot of endorphins comes right back to you. If that was all, if that was all we were doing, I, I don't know that it would be such an anxious thing. However... I think when we throw ourselves into the brew of Twitter and Instagram and Facebook with something more like ourselves, maybe something more like our real day or our real problems or even some of our own suffering, mm. how about a comment on um, how we feel about the current administration of our nation how about a maybe a pushback on a policy or two that we don't agree with mm. that's when that's when social media connection can turn into competition mm. and anytime that anytime we are competing against another human we have a limited capacity to connect and that's where I found um, empathy really helpful in social media. I feel like, though, I mean, em empathy requires a whole bunch of effort. And most of us would mm -hmm. kind of claim that we're time poor. So how do we do this well? It's <laughs> such, such a great question. So apathy is really easy and empathy is not. And I think you've nailed it in that anytime something's not easy or a quick reach, um, it takes time. I personally, um, in my own responses to people's lives, especially to their suffering, uh, found myself swinging for easy reaches like sympathy, which turns out to be just kind of like a cultural quick fix to release a tension between me and another person if they're telling me something sad or maybe I'm jealous at 
a good thing that happened to them. Sometimes I'd go for apathy, which looks more like, you know what? I understand, but I really don't care. Mm. That's a pretty easy reach. And if those two failed me, I would reach very quickly for antipathy. And that looked a lot like righteous judgment. You know what? I don't know, and I don't care. Are you still talking? And (laughs) all of those promoted disconnection, not connection. The connecting part is the hard part. One of my favorite studies of all time was a study done. It's actually an experiment done with, um, in 1973 with Princeton Divinity students. There were a number of Divinity students that were given an assignment in their classroom, divided in half. Half of them were meant to go and give a talk on vocations, possible vocations after divinity school. The other half were given, assigned a talk on the Good Samaritan. Both of them had equal amounts of time to prepare their talks. But then each group was told that they were already late to get to the next building to give their talk. They were all sent in separate directions, but each one of them had to pass by an alleyway where the experimenters had planted a man who had obviously been beaten and was moaning for help. Now, these are divinity students, right? Mm. And half of them are headed over to the next building to give a sermon on our friend, the Good Samaritan. It turns out that 10% of those that were assigned preaching on the Good Samaritan even gave so much as a cursory glance at the man on the way. Mm. 40% of them total stopped and gave some kind of help help on a spectrum to the man. But even at 40%, when your mind is meant to be on either what your duties are as after seminary or on the good Samaritan himself is a pretty low number. Now, when you look at what actually was happening there, I like going a little deeper in it because The primary factor in whether or not one of those students stopped to even give a verbal check-in with the man was this. They were in a hurry. It was the sense of hurry. It was the sense of rush. Mm -hmm. It was the feeling of being late for something or missing something Mm -hmm. that was stopping them from actually living out the sermon they were about to preach. Mm. Now, that ain't a metaphor (laughs) for what we feel when we're on social media or when we're even rushing through our day. I don't know what is. You know, on the spectrum from self-absorption to active empathy, I think whether it's social media or whether it's real life face-to-face, the determining factor, whether we engage someone at a deeper level, face-to-face or social media to social media, 
suffering to suffering or joy to joy, whether we engage at that level is this. Mm-hmm. We make a choice to notice, pause, and take in the actual presence of that person. Mm. Sometimes emotions are messy and it's not easy to, to deal with them. Um, and some people are better at others at doing that. Is it possible to get better at dealing with emotions? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. I do. Uh, let me push back just for a second. I believe empathy is mis, uh, is not what we think it is so often. I think mm. that it's misdefined frequently. Mm. And I, I prefer, in Brave Souls, I like uh, the definition that I found uh, both in science and in Scripture. When those two line up together, I get pretty confident that I, that I personally have found something that that's likely to work in my own life. And in both science and scripture, there's a leaning towards defining empathy beyond emotion or beyond feeling. It is feeling. It's using our heart or our affections, our affective empathy, but it's also using our mind, our cognitive empathy, Hmm. both our mind and our heart. But that's not the end. That's great. If you want to engage, I know you, I see you, and you want to engage, and I'm feeling you, I understand. Hmm. That really means very little to anybody today, social media or not unless we engage our motivational empathy after we know and and care about someone. We've got to act on what we know. We've got to act on what we feel. So kind of an elegant equation looks like uh, knowing and caring to the point of action. Mm -hmm. If we we do that, um, we can... We can actually, when, when emotions get messy or when feelings start to overwhelm us, something like empathy fatigue, man, when you open up your news um, in the morning, as many of your listeners might have just done, flopped open the paper, pulled up your news feed, whatever it is, you're assaulted with possibilities for sorrow mm. and, and a deep sense sometimes that, you know what, like my dad used to say, world's going to hell in a handbasket. Well, I think if we were to engage both our minds and our hearts and then actually let it inform how we're going to respond to not just people, but communities and not just communities, but even bigger things like racism, like sexism, like xenophobia, like the big, big problems that we see every day in our news, I think we might just be onto something. Mm. It is the season of Lent for me, and that's an emotional time. Um, The long walk of Jesus from Palm Sunday to Good Friday is wrought with incarnational empathy. Mm. He let himself both know and care for us as his creation. And to the point where he didn't just slip on our shoes, he actually put our whole skin on from birth. And then he died in it. And if he can do that, well, my goodness, 
you know, I can, I can make it through a news cycle, even if it makes me sad. I love that. That's a really good perspective. Belinda, really appreciate you taking the time to share with us. Um, obviously, Brave Souls are out now. I also want to encourage our listeners, go and check out Belinda's uh, website, onemillionthumbprints.org, which seeks to end violence against women and girls in conflict zones. An incredible organization. Um, check it out. Really thankful for having you on the show too, Belinda. Thank you so much. It was such fun. And enjoy the rest of your morning. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.